What is up, Reborn listeners, my Reborn fam? It is so great to be back here with you today. Uh, We are about to start chapter three of uh, unraveling and peeling back the layers of my life and the ups and the downs that I've gone through, um, all of the hardships, all of the victories that have brought me to where I am today. Um, I'm here with my co-host today, Mr. Andrew Stallings, who is um, my agent, my manager, and a good friend of mine who, um, if you have not listened to chapter two, chapter one, you have to go back and listen um, to uh, chapter one and chapter two of the of my reborn story uh, so you can understand where we are at now. And Andrew came into my life at a time where I was ready to um, hang up the towel and uh, to close the doors and and to call it quits on my fitness journey and everything that I have that I had built up up to that point. And um, it's good to have you. We have a uh, drink in hand, as is customary for every episode. Yes, that I have uh, because we are at American Brew. So if you hear all the noise in the background, everything uh, we are at American Brew, my restaurant, my coffee whiskey bar. Here in Virginia Beach, and we are having um, not a coffee whiskey cocktail, but just a whiskey cocktail. Yeah. So what is we, in this one? Yeah, this one is, is something simple: a little Jameson, a little mm. ginger. So it's, it's very uh, refreshing on a yeah. hot, humid day here in Virginia Beach. Um, but I mean, I don't know; it'd be kind of refreshing uh, on a winter day too. Yeah. Just coming well, inside, sitting by the fire, having like a Jameson and ginger. I think Jameson's always just a good, yeah, I like Jameson. A good spirit. Irish whiskey. It's Absolutely. one of my favorites. Um, and then I really like Tuller Mordu and uh, Proper 12. We should do a whole episode if the opportunity presents itself to see how many different whiskeys, bourbons, and scotch. <laughs> should oh we? my God. Do we do it right now? No, we're not. No. Doing it. Can't, can't we would never right make it. There'd be like <laughs> chapter five, six would go on and it on be, and on. It'd be chapter we'd be four, losing five, listeners. Six, <laughs> yeah. seven. Yeah. 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 <laughs> People would be, under, be able to understand what we're saying. But we do have whiskey school here at American Brew. And every time around, um, like St. Patrick's Day, we have, because I love to do themes with our whiskey schools. So um, we do like an Irish whiskey themed like whiskey school. So it's pretty fun. And it's, you know, you definitely learn a little bit too, but uh, it's, you know, the, the most fun is just drinking the whiskey and eating the food. <laughs> then you learn a little bit along the way. Absolutely. But, Such um, is customary. Yeah. So if you're ever in uh, in Virginia Beach and, and you happen to be uh, in the area or around like whiskey school, definitely come to whiskey school because it's a, it's a, it's a really, really fun experience. So. Absolutely. So I, where gonna, were we? I'm going to, I'm going to take the wheel back over a little okay, bit. Sorry, I'll and stop. No, no. Talking. So for, for those that have, you know, gotten to this point, I think you understand the preface of, of our why and why we've kind of gotten to this phase because, you know, as you know, again, as much as I love such compliments, you know, for what you give me, Ashley, part of my day to day with you is, is I'm constantly nitpicking. And when it comes to this podcast, I have to, I have to nitpick and I have to make sure that I'm, I'm giving you as much attention to detail and feedback. Um, so we can be better, you know, put myself in the listener's shoes. And one thing that I've always just found fascinating through the first two seasons of reborn is that there is a lot to you that Mm -hmm. I don't think has fully come to light in detail. Mm -hmm. And as your listeners get to know you on more of a personal level, I really wanted to challenge how we got to understand your life story and the highs and lows. And so people can understand and relate to you more so than they already do. What we didn't know is that this was going to be a multiple chapter, multiple episode uh, saga. Yeah. And I think we thought we could just talk about it in like one episode. 
Absolutely. So and you know, you know, you know, I I do feel like like podcasting and talking about this stuff. It is a little bit therapeutic. It's therapy because I have opened up about things and I have been vulnerable um, about topics that I typically wouldn't feel comfortable just you know talking about to somebody or even like typing it out and and putting putting it out there on social media. There's something where I feel safe. Uh, putting it out there to you guys because I mean, there's been like, you guys have been on this journey with me for a long time. Those of you who have, who have been listening. Um, but it, you know, it is, it is like a level of vulnerability and being able to put my story out there. Um, and, and I do hope that it, I hope that it inspires people and know that like the path and the journey that you're on, it's, it's not going to be a straight one and it's, it's not going to be a smooth road and and, and an easy ride whatsoever. There's a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of ups and downs. And, but what, and I've said this many times, it's like, you know, sometimes like the rockiest, the roughest roads and the journey can lead to the most beautiful destination. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, and that kind of brings us to where we left off um, from last week's episode, chapter two, as we're so labeling it, was that we were kind of going back and forth at the point of Guam and, and California, right? You know, kind of what we established as Guam, then California, then Guam again, and then California again. So coming back to California, I, for those that, you know, listen to uh, the Reborn podcast quite frequently and those that know you, the the one thing that I think that you will agree, the best thing that came out of California are, you know, the growth of your family. And yeah. that was blue coming into your life. And then also Otto coming mm-hmm. into your life as well. So I, I want to hit fast forward a little bit because okay. I just feel like we've talked about California a little bit and not to say that there's not a lot to, to uncover there, but I, I want to get into to just how building a team and how you began to build and learn about businesses and the different elements Mm -hmm. of your world Mm -hmm. beyond fitness Mm -hmm. and how that all came to be very quickly and some of the mistakes and also some of the wins that that came to be just through the people around you Mm -hmm. because I think that has you know really defined you in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and that is something that again we, we call them highs and lows you come from California with these new additions and growth of your family to Virginia Beach. Mm-hmm. Let's talk first and foremost, why, why Virginia Beach? What, mm-hmm. what brought us from California to Virginia Beach? And and talk to talk to the listeners a little bit just about what started to unravel very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like you bring the family, you transplant. Mm-hmm. Okay, Virginia Beach. Now what the heck do I do? Yeah. So I um, you know, I I came to it, it wasn't until after Blue basically had me locked down that he was like, Oh, by the way, I'm moving to Virginia Beach. Do you want to come with me? And I'm like, Oh shit. I like, noticed a theme here with a yeah, lot of guys in your I life. know. Well, thankfully, <laughs> like he ended up being the keeper and like the one. Um Absolutely. Don't mess it up, Blue. No, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> So, you know, he, and I had at, at that point in my life, um, whenever I met blue at that time, like a uh, several years had, had passed from like my transition from Guam and moving out to California the second time I was really successful. I was a very successful single female entrepreneur. Um, I lived a very simple, simple life. And so moving out to Virginia beach, I, like I agreed, you know, and I wanted to be a really good example for my boys too. I, I think I would have been happy. I probably could have stayed out and San Diego, if I wanted to, I was really happy there in Coronado. Um, I, I wanted to be a good example for my boys. And also Blue had all of the the characteristics that I wanted them to have, like, and, and a fatherly figure of somebody that they could look up to. Um, I do remember, like, whenever Blue was early on in our relationship, 
there were times that I was like jealous for how much attention and love he gave my boys. And I was like, I want that attention and I want that love. And then I was, it was just kind of like, like, this is who, this is who I want. Like, this is who I, 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 the boys need this in their lives. And I just, I'll never forget that moment of just kind of like, like stepping outside the box and seeing that and being like, you know, so I, I did, I moved with him to uh, Virginia beach, Virginia. I just, I kind of like, I had a really hard time in the beginning transitioning out here because I just, I kept comparing it to California mm -hmm. and, um, you know, his job and everything that he does it constantly, like from the moment we got here, it, you know, he was pulled away from his family and like, I, like I, I rarely saw them. So there was definitely a good bit of, um, loneliness. I was lonely out here. I didn't have any friends. I was trying to make friends. Um, and then I had all of this success, like, you know, building my online presence, building, um, and monetizing that and, and being a successful, uh, entrepreneur on with an online platform. I could, you know, technically go anywhere, be anywhere in the world and still operate and run businesses. I was, I was, you know, free in that sense. Right. And so that's where the business mindset and like the, really the true entrepreneur who I, that I am to the core, it kind of like stepped in and I was like, you know what? I like, I have this, I have the money. I, I've, I've gotten the money that I've, that I've earned and that I've gained through my online fitness platform. Like I wanted to take that money and invest into a gym. I wanted to take that money I wasn't even out here for uh, a year, and that's whenever I decided I wanted to start American Brew, my coffee whiskey bar out here in Virginia Beach. And I was like, well, I can just do like a clothing company too. And so I took like the money that I earned, like through my initial fitness endeavors, and I invested it into um, realms, I guess, if you would say, like outside of the fitness industry. Mm -hmm. The gym was very much kind of like a part of like, you know, the fitness space, but, you know, the coffee whiskey bar and having the restaurant was something completely outside the fitness space. And I think with that, you know, with the loneliness that I had and just really trying to like make friends, you know, starting up a, any business, but doing a gym and then, you know, less than a year later doing like a, a coffee whiskey bar. I don't have any background in business. Like everything that I know has just been through trial and error and really just kind of like following my heart and like my, my intuition. Um, and so you kind of like just start, like you meet people and like you hire your friends. Like I don't ever remember until like probably the last, like maybe a couple years and, 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 you know, prominently with American brew. I never put out like a job posting or a job, you know, process for like to, for people to apply. It would just be like the people that I would meet or like my friends, I'd meet them in the gym or they'd come work out with me or I would, you know, introduce them. Like, Hey, yeah, like, you know, I do, do you want to come, uh, do you want to come be my manager at American Brew? Like, Oh, well, I've never had a job in my life. I'm like, well, that's okay. I'm like, you can have a job. You can have a job. You can have a job. Like, you know, you what do you Oprah want? Of job yeah, I was like, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car, you know? And I was, um, it was very exciting because I, I felt so blessed, right? I, it, you know, if you look back on kind of the, um, like, you know, the, the, the staircases and the steps on my journey. Like I, I went through a lot of ups and downs and I really struggled. I, I struggled financially for the longest time. Um, I struggled like, like trying to figure out like really how to define that set success. And, um, you know, and if you listen to the first episode, I think we talked about my dad and like yeah. how he was just so giving and like generous and like, you know, maybe like overly generous. Yep. Um, that, that was me to a T. Like I just, I felt so blessed and so thankful to, be where I was in that position that I just wanted to like give everything and give everybody an opportunity, whether they had experience or like truly cared and what was passionate about it or not. I was just like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, sure. You can run this business. You could do this. And so, yeah. And, and there's, there's an empathetic angle to it where 
you want to feel that you can take care of those in your community, right? Like, you know, you want to take care of those closest to you and there's, there's no better feeling in the world. I I tell myself every year, I, I love Christmas time and and, you know, I I just, I love the holidays, right? Um, Mostly as I get older, just for giving purposes, albeit I'm terrible at gift giving. I, I usually just think the most materialistic and biggest items are the best items these days, but I, I just love knocking it out of the park when you can give someone close to you something that they truly, really wanted and mm-hmm. to surprise them and mm-hmm. something like that. And as a business owner and as somebody that's in a position that they can do that, there's got to be no better feeling than to be able to go up to somebody that may just not be in as good of a position as you mm-hmm. to say, hey, I got you. Get on board. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to go ride the Oregon Trail together. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, you know, I, but I mean, to your point, there's, you know, you're working, you're in a way you're almost, don't hate me for saying this, but you're almost buying your friends, right? Yeah. In, in those opportunities. I, I, I 100% was, I mean, I've never thought of it or like looked at it that way, but um, yeah, I mean, I would catch wind that, you know, somebody through somebody like that, you know, they needed a job or like somebody's wife was looking for a job. And I was like, oh, like, like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take her under my wing. I'll, right. you know, like we can just do this together. And um, there hasn't been a day, I, I mean, work too, for, for me, especially in the, you know, the early years, there's, there's a lot more structure now, especially with American Brew on like operations and, and how things work. But um, I mean, it was fun. We had fun. Right. Like we went places, we traveled places and, um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I guess it's like empathy. I don't know. Like I don't have, I don't have any regret for the opportunities that I gave those people. Um, but it did, if you fast forward like several years, whenever I, you know, started questioning like my identity and like who I was, I felt like I constantly gave so much of myself to so many people that, um, and then I, and then I looked at my boys and, and my, uh, you know, my spouse who, you know, he was equally busy as me, but I felt like, um, my boys like made the ultimate sacrifice because, you know, I had spent so much time building my businesses. I had spent so much time doing these charity endeavors and and giving back that way. And and my boys were the ones who missed out because their mom was so busy working all the time. And then, you know, to get to a point where like at the end of the day, like, you know, it, it just seemed like people only cared about themselves and they were so quick to leave me and to drop out. Like when the going got tough, I mean, it hurt. It made me, it genuinely truly made me question everything that I had ever done for anybody. Yeah. Today's episode of Reborn is brought to you by manscaped.com, the global brand for men's grooming and hygiene products. You know I love Manscaped because they offer the best tools and solutions for the big three odor zones, your body, butt, and balls. Let me tell you guys, too, that um, although my boys, my two older boys, are uh, not yet, uh, they don't need to... Uh, they don't need to shave. They don't need the actual manscape tools, but all of these other accessories with the smell good stuff and the sprays, they are all about that right now. And I am so thankful because at the end of practice, when they have all been practicing and they get in the car, it smells so bad. I cannot even tell you. So this has helped tremendously. And I'm so thankful for that. Uh, Manscaped has just launched their new lawnmower 4.0 waterproof electric trimmer, and you can now get the ultimate 
Manscaped experience when you purchase their new Performance Package 4.0 bundle. With the Performance Package, you never have to worry about a complicated multi-step grooming regimen. This is an all-in-one kit that includes all the tools to perfect your grooming experience. From your morning shower to the late night, be ready for anything moments. You can start your grooming in the shower with the Lawnmower 4.0 because it is waterproof and cordless. You can tackle your groin grooming confidently without any mess. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a replaceable ceramic blade with a skin safe technology and a built in LED light to help you trim with confidence. With the cool new wireless charging system and a new travel lock feature, you have to upgrade your trimming game, dude. After you shower, be sure to apply the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. This is what I'm talking about for my boys. A quick absorbing, clear drying, moisturizing lotion for all day protection. And it smells great. Also the midday refresher. Uh, be sure to pack your Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray with cooling aloe vera and anti-inflammatory properties. But Manscaped is so much more than just a ball trimmer company. The new Performance Package 4.0 bundle now includes their new Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. Man, I really want to give this to my neighbor. This thing is a game changer. Don't sleep on cleaning up your nose hairs and avoid painful alternatives like plucking or waxing. Dude, that stuff hurts so bad. When you opt in for the full performance package 4.0 kit, you get the biggest bang for your buck and you can enroll in their peak hygiene plan and get ongoing replenishments of your favorite products delivered straight to your door hassle free. This is amazing. And for a limited time, you can also get not one, but two free gifts, the shed travel bag, which I have two of these and they're awesome. One is actually my makeup bag that I use and I put all my toiletries in there as well. Uh, and the manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs go to manscaped.com forward slash Ashley A S H L E Y for 20% off of your order. Plus free shipping. That's 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com dot com forward slash Ashley. Talk to me a little bit about when you, you started building your team. Let's, let's say, you know, American brews up and going, you know, you have AH Co still pumping, going into new, you know, territories of, of merchandise and new programs, uh, camps, clinics, American sled dogs, things are firing, right? Things are, things are really up and going. Talk to me about one of the first experiences when you kind of came to the realization that you were just like, shit, maybe this isn't the right way to go about doing it. Like maybe I shouldn't have this individual on my team. Maybe I, I need to move some things around. And like, I, did it happen? Was there one certain situation or was there multiple situations that kind of led you to believe like, were you in denial at all? Like, cause I mean, you know, we're going to get to it, but there, there were opportunities where you were burned and, and you know, like I, me as a business owner and as well, I've been burned, you know, yeah. it's, it's nothing, this is not an uncommon story to people that are in business, you right. know, for the record. Well, it's, yeah. No, I think what people need to understand, it's like, you know, if you have a fallout with an employee, it doesn't matter how close you are. If you're, if you're the boss, right. I'm the boss. I'm the one that runs it. I'm the one that has to pay for everything that at the end of the day, that is responsible for everything for operations and keeping the, the wheels turning all the time, regardless of the, the business and the size and the extent of, uh, the service of the business. You're invested. Um, 
I am invested in it. And if somebody falls off, like I don't have time to sit there and uh, wallow in my sorrow and to feel sorry for myself or to get all emotional. Like I still have to wake up the next day and business has to run. Mm -hmm. And so whether that means like having a replacement or if it's like, you know, not. And I do think too, though, Andrew, it's like, you know, you know, with, with some of the circumstances and situations that I had, it was like, I don't think I ever had time to take a step back and, and mourn the loss, the emotional loss and the emotional trauma of losing somebody that I cared for greatly and, mm-hmm. and deeply. And 99% of the time, um, they left be out of spite because they were upset or because they, um, you know, were angry or they just, they like didn't care anymore. They, mm-hmm. they just, you know, um, but the first time that I really got a, a, a it was a super eye-opening moment is whenever I uh, rode my bicycle from Virginia beach to Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was for St. Jude. Okay. And the crazy thing um, about this endeavor is um, I was, I was riding my bike for cancer and um, everything was self paid for. Like I didn't have any sponsors. I didn't have anybody else helping. Um, I had a team of four people. Um, I personally paid for everybody's expenses. I personally paid for everybody's food. I personally paid for the RV. Uh, we did stay in like a hotel a couple nights. Um, everything was personally funded. And, um, it was probably day, I believe it was like a, it was like a 12 day ride. I rode like a hundred miles a day for like 12, it was either 12 or 14 days. Right. It was amazing regardless that even, even though like, you know, day 10, um, somewhere between day six and day 10, like my entire team just, they just quit. They like gave up. And, um, what do you mean by that? Like, what do you mean? They just gave up. I, you know, it was like, it was like they couldn't stand being in an RV for like eight hours a day or getting or like riding behind me. Mind you, this was in the middle of uh, the end of June and I'm like suffering from almost like severe heat exhaustion. Dehydration. Like, yeah. Everything. And I would pull over after riding, you know, we had like certain checkpoints or whatever and I would pull over and like I the the RV would pull over on the side of the road or the, or the rest stop the entire team would sit inside, inside the RV. I would have to get off my bike, go inside the RV, get ice for my water, fill up my water bottles. Um, and then like we would finish a day's a day's ride. I would finish a day's ride and we would come up to our rest stop or wherever we, stay, we were staying and I would get in the RV and I'd be like, okay, like what's for dinner? And they would just all like look at each other and be like, we don't know. And so I had to, fucking call an Uber to come pick me up at the campsite or wherever we were to go to the nearest gas station or the nearest little mini Mart piggly wiggly down the street to get food, to come back and to cook for my team. So do you think that this was an accumulation or was it just a situation that was just everyone's just over it because I mean, so, look, yeah, it, I, I, I really try regardless of the situation. I think this is very important for business owners and for leaders is that, um, you have to try to see it from their point of view. You right. have to be, you have to show empathy and to try to see it from, from their eyes. And, um, that is why, like, you know, I never complained. 
I never complained. I never threw the whole like, I'm paying for this trip. Every single mm -hmm. one of you are on salary. You know, you're buying your snacks with my card. You didn't even get me a Snickers bar. Um, I just, I, I took it with so much grace. And um, I was like, you know what? They're just... I, I shouldn't blame them for how they feel because they didn't know what it was like to be in an RV for 10 days. They mm -hmm. didn't know what it was like. Um, Cause if you, I don't know if you've seen that TV series called alone where you go out on an Island for like a hundred days and you have to survive. Yeah, that's I mean, people my worst go, like the, these are like professionals and they're having to like live on their own and they go insane. They literally mentally go insane. And so I just, you know, and, and, and myself and, and the other girls that, that we were with or that I was with, you know, we were all sleeping on like the King mattress in the back together, like three of us in a row. And so I just think there was like, I do try to be like empathetic and like, and, and, and see it from their point of view. Um, and to be like, they just, they were like uncomfortable. They were, they couldn't do it, but then, you know, it was so funny. And, uh, if you guys have listened to one of my podcasts with my mom, because my mom got that phone call. Um, I was a day out from reaching my mom in Muskogee, Oklahoma, and mm -hmm. she was riding back the rest of the way uh, with me into mm -hmm. Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I called my mom and, um, I, I basically, I broke at that point and I was crying and I was like, mom, I was like, I was like, and, and, and driving in a car, she was probably like an hour away from me. She's probably like an hour, uh, maybe like enough, like she could get to me in one day via car. Right. And I told her, I was like, mom, I just want to quit. Like, I can't do this anymore. Like nobody's helping me. I'm having to cook everybody's food. Like nobody's taking care of me. Um, and uh, she was like, Ashley, she's like, you will finish this. Think about all the people right now that you're writing for. You're writing for people who have lost loved ones for cancer. You're writing for people who are fighting that battle right now for cancer. She was like, you will not stop. You are going to finish right. it. I'm not going to come get you. Because at that point, I either wanted my mom to come get me or I wanted to pack my bag and literally just ride solo the rest of the way. Yeah. And um, my mom, my mom, like uh, it was that morning and, and she was like, put me on speakerphone. Who's in charge of this <laughs> bus? I would and, not uh, fuck with Patsy, by the way. Dude. I've never met Patsy face to face. And even I've been on phone calls with Patsy and I can feel her flexing her biceps on the phone sometimes. Oh, and yeah. it, it scares me. Yeah. Like, and uh, you know, there's, but there's a difference to Patsy. There's mama bear, obviously that just, she's just like, I care about my daughter. Patsy's smart. Oh yeah. Patsy's very, very smart. Oh, yeah. And she is very strategic in how she communicates. And yeah. I, I just, I give her all the credit in the world, but yeah, dude, I, I her, her words. Her. I remember I was like, my eyeballs got so big when I heard her talk because I had never, I had never heard her talk like that, especially to people she had never actually, I don't think she'd ever met actually, anybody. Yeah, yeah, I think that, yeah, she hadn't ever actually met these people. And for her to raise her voice and the sternness and how she did it, she was like, have you lost your damn mind? Like you have a human being cycling a hundred miles a day and you cannot help her. You better get your ass in check real quick. And I was just like, oh my gosh. But that, like, I needed that though. I needed, it was like that whole time, like I, um, you know, I was just, it was like, I needed a little bit of encouragement, a little bit of motivation. And, and that, that did it, that did it for me. Yeah. So, so I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't challenge you a little bit. Um, go because for it. if, as we look at, we set the stage previously. You have all these businesses, right? You have all these different people, all these different key stakeholders running different elements of, of your businesses and your brands and everything like that. You as one individual, and, and I speak about this from my own experience. Like I, I run an, an agency and I manage 25 professional athletes and I'm working with over 110 different brands and properties every day. 
Me, I think one of my strengths is communication, but even day to day, I struggle with certain individuals with how I communicate because there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. With these individuals in that exact situation, did it ever cross your mind or even just now as we're talking about this, was it something that you thought, okay, maybe they, maybe I, as a, as a leader, as a boss, did I not level, like level the expectations right. better to them? Did no, I, not- I mean, you're 100%. I really do. And, and that, that, you know, comes from, that was probably three years ago. Right. And, um, I do think like a lot of it, I, I just allowed either, um, my feelings to get hurt, mm-hmm. I think, um, or I just I wasn't I wasn't confident in uh, the message that I was trying to get across to them, and so now and that's why um, that is why I so clearly communicate with my staff here mm-hmm. at American Brew with my staff at all my other companies that if if there is a problem. I verbally communicate it so well that I do not beat around the, the bush. I make it very black and white. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, I make sure that they know that none of this has to do with um, anything that I care for them or how I view them as a human. It's just how things, my expectations and reiterating those expectations. Because I really do think, especially in the beginning and being like a young entrepreneur, a lot of the problems that I had probably could have been uh, taken care of Mm -hmm. um, through better communication for sure. Right. Right. And I mean, it's, it's important to note to see both sides of it, right? Because this, this segment isn't, isn't to sit here and rip on, you know, the human beings of your past and what could have been, because what I love about you and what the listeners, you know what, you know, what's interesting though, is like, I I really wish that I could see all of, and, and they went on like, even like years later, they, they did me really, really dirty. But even, even though, even though they put me through all of that, even though like I, I went through all of those really hard growing pains, I can't tell you how bad I want to grab them and just hug them. I can't, mm-hmm. I don't know what emotion that is or like where that even stems from because like I don't, and I've never, I never spoke a bad word to them, to their fate, like nothing, not even social media, no hurtful, harmful from my end was ever spewed towards them. And Although, although there was definitely a lot of damage and a lot of hurtful and hard things, um, were said to me and like my companies, um, still to this day, I, I wish I could just grab them and hug them and tell them that like, that I still love them. Yeah. And I mean, you would not be who you are today if you didn't feel that. Right. And, and that's the sign of, I go of, back to my dad. Like, thanks dad for giving me such like a, a heart. Yeah, It's a heart it, because having a heart is, is the biggest gift and the curse in the world because you are damned if you do damned, if you don't in every single situation of your life. And you and I were talking about this offline at, at dinner, you know, the other night. And it is one of the biggest struggles and challenges that we deal with is that we care too much, mm-hmm. but how it comes out, it can sometimes be misconstrued as you're, you're criticizing, you're talking down. It's not that it's just that we have so much fucking confidence in the people that we bring into our world that if you are lucky enough, you know, maybe that's not the right word, but if you are in our world and we are bringing you to our, our table, that means that you are as important to us as our I would just always others. see, I would just see so much potential and like the people and like so much opportunity for growth for everybody who came into, 
um, into my world and like to my companies because I saw a big picture. I saw like where they could go and like where they could, you know, go with the company in like several years. And so, I mean, I did like at any time anybody would come under, under my wing, whether they had, most of them had like zero experience. You know, I just, I saw so much potential and I, I sh saw so much like love that I wanted to give like every single individual. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it did get tough there for a while. So, so how do you address untapped potential? Um, when you are looking at hiring or bringing even people into your current camp, I mean, we can, we can use myself as an example. We can talk about American brew, but I, yeah. I think let, let's, let's start even with just with our conversation, you know, for, for us, Ashley has alluded to very humbly that, you know, she was at a very rough and difficult point in her life when her and I met for me, I was in a lot of ways venturing into a, a part of my agency that was still being established where fitness and CrossFit and endurance athletes, they just weren't my bread and butter. You know, mm -hmm. I, I wasn't specialized in that, but I was confident that with the right person that understood that it takes a team effort and dynamic to work together, that she's going to teach me stuff. I'm going to teach her stuff. It's a give and take that it's an unstoppable force. You know, when you like, I know when I first had a conversation with you, you know, I, I know both of us went into it. It was like a blind date, right? You know, we got introduced through one of our mutual partners with, with Steady MD, who we both were working with at the time. And uh, I just remember we both had that first conversation very much with like kind of a, a chip on our shoulder. We were like, ah, you know, is this right? Do we want to do this? But I'll never forget that, you know, by the end of it, we were just laughing. It, it yeah. felt like it made sense because we knew that we could push each other to limits. Yeah, I and think we needed each other. We, we did. But I think if we, we always joke, we're like, if we had 10 of each other, you know, know, we, we would we'd be an unstoppable I force. Know. So yeah. it's, how do you, how do you find people and how do you confide yeah. in finding that untapped potential these days when you're looking at potential employees or even people to bring into your teams? Yeah. So I really, I love to, uh, I love to observe. Um, I think that everybody has a special gift in one area um, or another. And, um, you know, there was an individual that I brought up to my office um, a few weeks ago and I sat this individual down and I said, hey, like, um, I just kind of want to get an idea. Like, I want to know, like, where do you want to be in a year? Where do you want to be in five years? Like, what do you, like, where do you see yourself? Mm -hmm. And I think that's very important for business under, business owners to understand about their employees, especially if, uh, if you're seeing a potential in a particular individual to advance them in the spot that they are in and give them a promotion. Um, but at the end of the day, the person that, that you are looking at to advance in their leadership, um, they have to have passion. They have passion has to be the driving force. They have to love what it is that they do so much that they will be there for the longevity of, of, you know, it doesn't have to be forever. And that's what I tell, you know, especially having like a lot of, you know, younger baristas that come through here and, and people in the back of the house, like, and I'm so upfront with them. I'm like, look, I don't, I don't expect for you to be here forever, but I hope, and I tell each and every single one of, of the people who come in through the doors at American brew, I hope that I can be a foundation for you. And I hope that, um, your time at American brew can be the building blocks of, of, of where you want to be in the future. And, um, I, I just think like when it comes to like finding that leadership, it's really, really tough, but you have to know where that individual wants to go, where their journey is. Um, and, 
you know, it, they, they, you, they may not be with you forever. Like, and that's okay. But like, if you clearly communicate that together, um, again, it just, it comes back. I think like the theme here is like, is clear communication. Um, then if you can get an understanding of like who they want to be and who they want to become, then you can decide if that position of, of bringing them in or advancing them is going to be the right fit for your business and your companies. Do you ever look back and think through this, these last few chapters and time that we've spent together, do you ever look back at any points in your life and say, what would happen if I took this other road? What would you like, what would happen if I took this other path? Uh, not to say what could have been or playing the role of regrets, but do you ever think back to, hmm, like even just like late at night, sitting down on the beach with yeah, blue, like, you know, just, just talking about mm -hmm. like, what, what would happen if I did that? You know, like, do, do you ever go down deep into those paths to think like, what would happen? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think like any, any idea that I've ever had that kind of like surfaced in my mind, I feel like I've executed all of them. I just figured out a way to, to make it happen. Um, the only thing that I've ever really questioned and, and it continues to come back in my mind because, um, I mean, you have to think like these individuals, who came into my life, who ended up being very short term in my chapter. They served a purpose. They were in like a chapter of my, of my story that I'm writing. Um, there are times that I, the, the heartache and the hurt and, and the growth, the painful growth has been, uh, has cut so deep that there have been times that I almost wish that I would have never started the career that I have started because of the heartache that it's, it's brought along the way. I think that, and a lot of entrepreneurs and, um, business owners, like, I don't know, they don't really talk about that. You know, e even a lot of like the business owners that, that I really look up to and the things that they've done, I think there's a lot of heartache that comes with growing a business. Um, you know, I, I didn't have, I, I never had like a mentor, um, whenever I was younger, you know, my dad died at an early age. Um, my mom was recovering from my father's death and like trying to restart her life over again. And so I never really had a lot of guidance. You know, I kind of always just went like with my gut feeling. I wonder if, um, I do wonder if I would have had a solid mentorship from the beginning. Um, if, if my business decisions would have been any differently. But I feel I feel confident in all the decisions I've made. I think like the only thing that's been really tough is um, the friendships that I have lost because of business, and um, how lonely it does get sometimes. Isn't it crazy just to to think that it's it's a matter of stability and security versus uncertainty and risk when it comes to this journey of of being a a business owner a leader an entrepreneur whatever you want to call it um you know there's there is a tale of two extremes in a lot of ways and one thing you and i often talk about is the amount of stress and anxiety and sleepless nights that something in the grand scheme of it is spilled milk that is probably going to work itself out yeah. the following morning that we sit here and probably lose hours and days oh, yeah. off of our life of because we just, we just can't let it go. Right. Like it's, it is something that sometimes, sometimes, I, sometimes I do wonder if I just, if I care like way too damn much, you know, yeah. I, I wonder if like, I mean, it, it is tough, Andrew. And, um, I think that, um, uh, like, you know, there has been a lot of amazing things and I've actually, I've had this conversation with my mother too. Um, there have been a lot of amazing things, um, 
that have happened over the course of my career. And I have told my mom before, um, this was before like you came into my life and mm -hmm. before I, I really felt like I was just reignited with like passion and purpose. But, um, you know, I, I, I have told my mom before that I just like, I wanted to quit. I wanted to basically ghost. I just wanted to ghost myself and like, you know, and, and my mom was like, you know, my mom, again, my mom, Patsy, <laughs> five foot nothing. Um, <laughs> She said, you know how many people are depending on you right now um, and how many how many lives you have changed. And I think it just kind of goes back. You have to pull yourself back to because uh, it's easy to forget that during like the hardships and the things that we go through. I think it, it's really easy um, when when the going gets tough and things get hard. It's it's easy for us to forget our why and our purpose. Mm -hmm. And and if you guys listen to, you know, episode one or maybe or chapter one or maybe it was chapter two of of my, you know, uh, three part series is from the very beginning. When I first started, there's the vlog of me out in Guam saying, if I could change one life, if I could save one life, then my job is done and I fulfilled my purpose. And, um, I have to constantly, I have to constantly, even now check back and, and, and remind myself that, um, I'm doing this for other people, not just for myself. Even with all the people that are looking to you, looking up to you, and looking for motivation day in and day out. When or if does does the camera turn off? Does the Instagram get deleted? Does American Brew shut down? Does Ashley Horner become just Ashley. mom? <laughs> yeah, just Ashley, just mom, wife. You know. So like, yeah, I I think that um. It, the thing is, is like, this is my life and this is, this is who I am. This is like my identity. And, but, but do you ever see that it could, like, have you, have no, you, do, no, okay. I don't think so. No, I definitely think that I have, that I have days or that I have times that I'm like, I'm like so mad, you know, at like, you know, things that like are just so irrelevant to the world. But, um, you know, I, what I have gotten better at over the years, though, Andrew, is it, it's learning to disconnect. It's learning to, um, you know, the things that like my restaurant American Brew is like looking at like the big picture and like the, the problems that I'm having and like, you know, problems that people like don't even see or like little minute things. And you kind of just have to like shake it off and be like big picture. Like it's not, it's not that big of a deal. Like you can't, you know, I think, and because I am such a perfectionist in like so many ways, like you can't allow the little things to keep you up at night. And, um, I have gotten a lot better at saying no. I think that's really important. Um, learning how to say no and not feeling like you have to do everything and be everywhere in a 24 hour period and learning to shut it off, like actually shut it off and put your phone down and be fully present where you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. On that note, I will cheers you. Oh, and cheers. I will, and I will thank you yeah. for taking the time these last few weeks to have me down here back and forth to, to dive in and share in this journey with you, uh, and with your listeners, because I, I won't sugarcoat it. Like there's obviously people that look up to you from an inspiration level, but there are also to the point that we have hinted at throughout the course of these last few episodes, there are, there are times and there are intentions and there are purpose when certain people and moments in your life just occur. And I'm thankful, you know, because I don't think that, you know, from my agency perspective, you know, I, I, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have grown and continued to stay as empathetic and as true 
you know, in our in my line, agents are snakes. They're assholes, right? Mm-hmm. Like every, they're worried about money in the bottom line. But the main reason I, I went down this path was to to give back to athletes and to give back to individuals that I spent 15 years in the sports and entertainment industry watching just go through the constant struggle. And, and the number one thing that I stayed true to, and I'm glad I did with relationships like this, was working with and working for people that appreciated what I did and what we did together. So to that, I will thank you as a friend, Mm -hmm. as a representative, and as on behalf of all your listeners listening today, Mm -hmm. thank you for opening up with us these last few weeks because it is not as easy. The stuff that you said, like, you know, over these past few weeks, this is not stuff that people can just Google and hear. Like this is not information that they will hear commonly in other podcast interviews or even on former episodes of Reborn. Mm -hmm. This is truly a whole different chapter of who you are. And I think it's, it's just special that you took that moment to share that with all of us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, thank you for, you know, spending, spending the last weeks of, you know, that we've had together. It's really, it has been really meaningful and it's just, it was so surreal. Like looking back, I don't know if I really connected the dots, like back whenever you kind of came into my life, but I was, I was really at a moment to where, I mean, like, I can't tell you, like I was, I was looking for like the, the nearest exit and, um, I just didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't want, I didn't want to be hurt anymore. I didn't want to put myself out there anymore. Um, but you know, I remember you and I had some like long conversations and I, I do think that like you getting to know me as like one of your athletes, like you had to you had to peel back a lot of layers and like I had to tell stories and things that had happened within my life that like I had never talked about before openly to um, a human that, you know, was someone else other than, than blue and then my mom. And so um, that, that definitely meant a lot. So um, cheers to that. <laughs> um, I mean, and, and I want people to understand too, like when it, you know, with business and this is like, you know, athletically speaking as well, it doesn't matter uh, how, I don't know, what do you call it? Somebody who's just like solid in their, in their work or somebody who is like, um, the, the term that's used oftenly and I hate it as an expert, but I mean, we can yeah, say it professional. Okay, we, yeah. We can say, we can say an expert. Like, I, I think like a lot of people like view me as like an expert or like, you know, that I'm a successful entrepreneur, right. but like, even though like I, I continue to get better every single day. Um, and I, I learn how to get better through doing it wrong. And mm-hmm. I do believe that if I could back up and reverse from the very beginning of, um, you know, the things that used to make me mad or I would get like really emotional about business and take it personal whenever I shouldn't have been emotional or taken it personal, you know, even though business is like, it's your passion and it is like an emotional adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I definitely think that um, there were a lot of things that I would go back and, and do differently. And, um, you know, I, uh, I just wish like, I'm really sorry for the people that I've lost in my life. And, um, I'm, I'm really sorry. I wish that all those people, it doesn't matter like what happened because the thing is too, is like, I really do feel like, um, I would want to apologize to them if I hurt their feelings in any way, or if I hurt them in any way, um, just to genuinely say that I'm, that I'm sorry, but like, I I'm thankful for the path that we went down together and I'm thankful for, um, the work that they did for me while they were a part of my team. Um, uh, but it's just tough. It is tough. And no matter the experts that you guys are following, listening to growing with, 
there have been and there always will be ups and downs. Always. That's inevitable. And uh, you have to take the good with the bad to appreciate. You got to you got to take you got to take the bad with the good to appreciate the good times. That's what I was looking for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ashley, it's been a pleasure. Thank Thank you you so much for joining me today on the reborn podcast. And, um, hopefully you listen to chapter one, chapter two. Um, but I think this concluded, it was a, a three part series and, um, thank you guys so much for following me on this, uh, journey of podcasting with the reborn podcast. My name is Ashley Horner and I'm here with my co-host Andrew Stallings. We are going to finish our whiskey drink and we are out and we will catch you next time. Peace.